It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington Football. I am your host, David Harrison, joined as always by Chris Russell, who you can find on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at the Team 980, and at 106.7 Fan in Washington, D.C., and covering the Washington football team for Sports Illustrated. You can find me as well on Twitter at DHarrison82, and then, of course, find the show at Locked Pod. Today's episode of Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection of reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Uh, unfortunately, guys, we've got to begin today's episode with some sad news coming out on Tuesday, of course, uh, is that the, the NFL world, the media world, the sports media world lost two uh, very important people, uh, including legendary coach Marty Schottenheimer, uh, passed away late Monday, and then Yahoo NFL correspondent Therese Paler also passed away. And you, and you might remember Therese. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's all over the place. And Andy Reid specifically mentioned him during the Super Bowl media sessions. Uh, he is, he's the reporter who broke the Alex Smith trade news. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris, you know, we talked a little bit offline when the news came out. I never met Therese personally. I know a lot of people who know Therese. Uh, one, one, one person I'm really close to in the media world, Herbie Tiope, who is a uh, beat reporter that covers the Kansas City Chiefs, um, also covered the New Orleans Saints for a while, is also an Army veteran. That's actually how we met. Uh, is very close with Therese. I sent him my condolences uh, from a personal aspect. I don't know what your in, your interactions with Therese have ever been, but I know just even from a distance, the respect and the way that he did his job and, and the respect he earned from around the NFL community, he's going to be sorely missed. And, of course, uh, Coach Schottenheimer as well yeah. uh, with his departure. No, well said. I, I didn't know Therese uh, personally, uh, you know, knew of him, knew his work, respected his work. Obviously, had grown from a you know local beat reporter uh, and, and gotten the national platform on Yahoo. Uh, as you mentioned, he broke the Alex Smith trade story. I'll never forget being on the radio that night and just my jaw almost hitting the floor. Uh, and especially, you know, when we started discussing the deal and finding out more details of it. Um, so that, you know, that was my connection to, you know, him. Um, and, and just, I mean, I would say this, you know, uh, I think he was David 37, 38 years mm-hmm. old. I mean, I don't know exactly what happened. I, I don't certainly want to speculate. Right. Society as a whole, obviously, experiences death all the time, every single day. It's 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 a tragic way to kind of go through life. Um, but, you know, we've seen in, in baseball with Pedro Gomez and Mel Antonin in the last week or so mm-hmm. uh, in football. Um, 
you know, I mean, we, we've had just, uh, you know, just horrifying, you know, uh, you know, tragedy and, and, and Sekou Smith in, in the NBA. I mean, you know, I could go on and on and on and, and just say, oh my gosh, look at the great voices and the great media personalities that were beloved and, and uh, that, you know, we've lost Vaughn McClure, um, you know, during the season uh, who used to cover the Atlanta Falcons, you know, and then, you know, Marty Schottenheimer. I mean, when you look at him, I have a courageous battle with Alzheimer's, you know, the, the one thing that I'll, I'll say this is, you know, uh, Marty, I mean, no tragedy is, is to be dismissed, but, you know, at least you feel like Marty lived a full life, you know, Um, and and to win 200 regular season games as an NFL head coach to win 61% of your games. uh, I gotta be honest with you, David. I don't, I I don't know how any, I I don't know if people, um, don't value Marty Schottenheimer the way they should or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he was an angel. He was a damn good coach. I don't care if he never made it to a Super Bowl. I don't care if he was, you know, conservative and his teams kind of choked at times, uh, that's not all on him, certainly. Some yeah. some of it is, uh, but somebody had to help them get there and somebody had to have the structure in place for them to be in that position. I think it's really unfair uh, when an outlet like the Washington Post uh, earlier on Tuesday uh, basically, you know, yeah. kind of quite honestly took a cheap shot at his mm-hmm. legacy and, and then had to change it because they were uh, just bashed upside the head with criticism. Marty Schottenheimer was a good man. I only talked to him one time and, and via phone, never really got to know him in person, but I know people uh, that worked with him and I know people that um, were around him a lot. And he was described as a tough, tough SOB. And, uh, you know, that rubs some people the wrong way, including Dan Snyder uh, Mm -hmm. and some other people that I respect and know. But Marty did it his way and his way got the Washington Redskins then to a one year record of eight and eight. Uh, But remember, that was with an 0 and 5 start. So that was a pretty impressive uh, finish to that one season that he lasted here uh, in Washington. So, um, you know. Just, uh, j- just a tremendous, tremendous football coach. And uh, I think we were all, as football fans and media and what have you, better uh, for both um, Marty Schottenheimer uh, and, and, and Therese. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I echo your sentiments as to what happened with the Washington Post. I mean, not, uh, you know, especially in a day and age where there's not a whole lot of faith and trust in media as a whole uh, in general, not, not a shiny moment for the media world and, and that publication specifically. Um, but something that we can agree on, and that I think that we all know, no matter how much we knew either of those gentlemen, is that they're both extremely passionate about what they did, extremely passionate about what sports brings to the world and their role in sports, and they would not want the sports world to come to a screeching halt. So I think the best way to honor uh, those two gentlemen and everybody else, too, that, that we've lost before and that, you know, unfortunately we will lose in the future, is to do our best in the space uh, that we, we are in while we can. And, and Chris, of course... Uh, again, you know, another day, another rumor, another story that we have to talk about involving quarterback situations, not just in Washington, but around the National Football League. And this time, it's about a name that I don't think there's a single soul on the planet that would not want to see him wearing uh, Washington football team colors next season. And that, of course, is Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. 
Yeah, you know, David, this is interesting because this kind of came up really almost out of the blue. I mean, I, I guess just, you know, to rewind on this quickly, you know, Jason Lock and Four started it off, I believe, on on Sunday. Uh, and I missed this, quite honestly, uh, then by talking about how Russell Wilson and his camp are, are frustrated uh, and that a couple of teams had already inquired about his availability after the bad playoff loss to an average, uh, I think, or a mediocre-ish uh, Rams team in, in which they were really dominated. Uh, and then... You know, on Tuesday morning, Russell Wilson, after winning the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year and such an inspiring speech on Saturday night at NFL Honors, you know, he goes on, uh, you know, Dan Patrick's show after after what Lock and Four reported and and saying that his camp is frustrated with the ability, inability to protect them, uh, all the numbers. We'll get into, you know, some of that. But he says, you know, I want to be involved more in personnel. I want to be involved more in the construction of the team. And then on top of that, when Dan asks, you know, like, hey, what, what's going on? Are, 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 do you want to get traded, basically? Or, or, or could you be traded? Uh, and, and he said, I'm not sure if I'm available or not. That's a Seahawks question. Uh, and as it's been pointed out, he reportedly has a no trade clause. And he says, I definitely believe they've gotten calls, which again has been reported that they have indeed received calls. Now, how serious those calls are, I don't know. That's the general gist of where we are with Russell Wilson. I, I don't know about you, David. I was surprised by his candor, number one. And number two, I don't blame him for being frustrated. No. For whatever reason, Seattle's defense has gone from elite to, you know, I don't know, very shaky. And their offensive line and their running game hasn't really improved enough where you can say, well, it's because they're doing everything they can to support Russell Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I'm like you. I saw the reports earlier in the week that, you know, a couple of teams had called the Seahawks asking about Russell Wilson. And I really just kind of let it go by without a second thought. I said, okay, you know, got it. It's Russell Wilson. So if there's a, if you can't get, you can't get told yes unless you ask a question, right? So I kind of just threw it there. But then, yeah, like you said, over the weekend, the appearances and the interviews and the conversations and all of a sudden now, uh, there might there might be some fracturing in that Seahawks organization between uh, their franchise quarterback and the organization. Now, to me personally, I don't honestly believe that this is this is something that's probably going to come to fruition. Uh, I mean, first things up front in, in 2021, Russell Wilson's owed 32 million dollars, and if the Seahawks move on from him, they eat they eat 39 million dollars. They're going to eat more than than they'll save. They'll actually lose seven million dollars more on top of the salary cap for moving on from him. Now, there are some ways. I read an article. Uh, a little while back about a trade that the Dallas Cowboys executed, I think it was like two years ago, where they actually also traded some of that dead cap money to the team that inherited the player. But, I mean, that's that's kind of a few and far between. I'm not sure about all the, the collective bargaining rules and, and how that works for the salary cap. Uh, I'm not smart enough about that part of it to speak on it. But not only, I mean, you're, you're trading a franchise quarterback. If you trade Russell Wilson to the CLC Hawks, you might as well trade everybody else. You might as well trade Jamal Adams. You might as well trade DK Metcalf because you're completely blowing the thing up and you're starting over from scratch. You don't. You're not going to get a franchise quarterback in return for him. I don't see you know a trade to Houston for Deshaun Watson happening, something like that. And really, outside of that specific trade, if you're Seattle, you're you're literally just sending your franchise somewhere else. So you might as well blow it up. Pete Carroll is is probably not in the rebuilding or building stage of his life and his career either. So for for a lot of different reasons, I just generally don't see it happening. But I mean, it's it's hard not to look at it and and be be curious about what's going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you uh, for all, a lot of the reasons that you said. 
the only thing that, you know, you kind of run into is if Russell really does not want to be there, if he's really unhappy. And I don't think this is his personality, but I mean, I guess privately or, or, or directly, he can cause a little bit of stink and make it uncomfortable. Uh, ultimately, I think Russell Wilson stays in Seattle for at least this year and maybe gives it one last run and they try and help him out with the offensive line again uh, and maybe a little bit better of a running game uh, to support him. And and certainly uh, how last season ended, I'm sure Russell Wilson alive because at one point uh, he was in the running for the NFL MVP. Uh, All right. So, you know, (laughs) so that's, that's the deal. I mean, teams can call, uh, I, I don't know if I, Seattle probably laughs at them. Th- that's how I'll leave it. Until there's there's visible flames, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna believe that there's a whole lot of actual fire around this smoke. And I'll tell you why we while we wait to find out how this story and, and all the other quarterback related stories are gonna unfold, we may not have access to all of the information we would love to have right at the tips of our fingers. Uh, but what you all can have is access to RockAuto.com. If you've got a computer or a smartphone, you have access to the best auto parts store available chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, get more out of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Vinkowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, so along with David Harrison, again, you can follow David at DHarrison82 on Twitter. Me, Chris Russell, you can follow me at WrestleMania621, the podcast at LockWFTPod. Appreciate the Twitter Tuesday questions and any support of the podcast. Uh, Appreciate you downloading uh, and supporting our sponsors uh, as well, as you just heard from uh, RockAuto.com. David, so you actually heard this, uh, I saw this, I should say. Uh, so Jason Locke and four, we mentioned him and what he reported in our opening segment about Russell Wilson, but he's also reporting that the Baltimore Ravens are at least feel, you know, getting some interest, uh, multiple teams, as he put it in pro bowl, offensive tackle, Orlando Brown, who apparently has permission to seek a trade. Now, uh, he said, you know, look, a good chain, you know, based on the level of interest, a good chance that a trade could be made. Uh, he has a strong relationship with the Ravens uh, who want value for him. So, may- but maybe they're not going to trade him to just anybody. They're only going to trade him to a team that he potentially would want to go to. And presumably that team would be 
a contending team. Now, does that mean anything for the Washington football team who really do not have an answer at left tackle, at least long-term or even really for next season? Yeah. Now when I, when I hear trade rumors, I hear, you know, trade speculation, this is really the first one that kind of piqued my interest the most and, and really feels like something that could actually happen. I mean, uh, you know, part of the issue you're going to have is that Orlando Brown is, is, you know, he's obviously wanting to be a left tackle. He says he's a left tackle in the national football league. Uh, no matter what the Baltimore Ravens think, and that's kind of one of the reasons this whole thing has come up. Uh, Third-round draft pick, you know, he's already got a Pro Bowl under his belt. So if you trade for him, you're not getting away with, you know, anything less than a, than a pretty high draft pick. I don't know if they're going to demand a straight first-rounder. You might be able to get, you know, some other pieces in there. I don't, I'm not really sure what the, the Baltimore Ravens are going to look for, but uh, they would certainly at least start the opening bid with a first-round draft pick involved in there somewhere. If they can turn a third-round pick into a first-round pick, it'd be great, but – you have to remember part of the reason uh, that Orlando Brown was a third round draft pick in the first place is there were some questions about his, his work ethic. And, and uh, I remember his, his uh, particularly poor showing at the, at the scouting combine mm-hmm. uh, the year he got selected. And that's, that's something that you really have to be concerned with. And you have to be concerned with guys who, who, uh, you know, who, who get comfortable. Um, Michael Robinson, the former Seattle Seahawks fullback, uh, part of NFL networks programming. Now he was wearing a shirt the other day that said that money doesn't corrupt character. It shows it or it reveals it. That's a, that's a paraphrasing. Basically, what he's saying is, if you have bad character, character, and you get money, it does that money isn't what corrupts you. It, it's, it's the money is what allows you to uh, kind of show your corruption. And we've seen it before, Chris. I mean, there's sometimes there's guys in the league that they enjoy the status of being an NFL player more right. than they like the work of becoming a, a solid pro. So you just have to have those concerns with Orlando Brown, and then the fact that the Baltimore Ravens, I don't want to say they're kind of giving in, but they're also they're they're kind of giving in. They're kind of saying, okay, kid, like you want to go be a left tackle, go ahead, go find a team that's going to do that. When you're the Baltimore, when it's a team like the Baltimore Ravens, you know, are in contention, looking to stay in contention, get even better. You have to pause a little bit when they're so willing to let this kid go find mm-hmm. a trade partner. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I want to apologize. I think I referred to him as a left tackle in, in, in my kind of open and lead in there. Uh, he's obviously a right tackle who we, you know, played left tackle in college and presumably, again, wants to be a left tackle. So that's part of the reason here. And I absolutely agree with you. I mean, you got to be a little bit concerned about a guy who was labeled a boomer bust type prospect. Uh, again, like you said, uh, had probably more talent than just the third round, but lasted until the third round. Now, sometimes guys can mature, right? Sometimes guys can figure it out and sometimes guys can get it together as their career goes along. I don't know Orlando Brown enough, but here's what it also should tell you. Ronnie Stanley, who is a tremendous left tackle, got paid a boatload of money and then got promptly hurt Mm -hmm. and and was, you know, out for the rest of the season. I mean, you know, again, you, you know, you don't know exactly how he's going to return. And yet here Baltimore is willing to, you know, flip the script and, 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 and potentially get rid of Orlando Brown. Uh, it should probably tell you a little bit something more uh, about him. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, in terms of the Washington football team, listen, uh, I can just say this, Jaron Christian is uh, the coaching staff here, nor was the previous coaching staff really a big fan of his, Uh, I I don't see it working out here. The former third round pick from Louisville, I I would maybe even be surprised um, if if he makes it through training camp, quite honestly, Uh, I would not be surprised if he's cut at the end of camp. Uh, And and then on top of that, you know, you have Cornelius Lucas who played okay at left tackle last year, but he's not really, 
a true left tackle, or at least that's not the way he was used before coming to Washington. And I think he only was used there because they needed somebody. They needed a warm body and Morgan Moses is their right tackle. So uh, Orlando Brown would have to play, of course, left tackle here. And again, would it be an upgrade based on what they have? Yeah, absolutely. How much are you willing to pay for him? Number one, and how much, uh, of a pain in the butt could he quite honestly be uh, if you have him and could that ruin some of the chemistry that you have right and that's and that's really the big concern because I mean he did you know he did fill in for Stanley left tackle once he got hurt and all and, and that's great and don't get me wrong the kid is versatile he's got some talent that's never really been the question coming out of Oklahoma even talent wasn't the issue again it was it was work ethic and effort yeah. and and how much of a team player he is that's a, that's a that's a five-man unit on the front line there in front of a quarterback that's got to work as one and if you got a guy that's off, you know, off key or or off step with everybody else, that can cause a lot of big problems. The good thing for Washington, if they do decide to pull the trigger on the trade, or whoever decides to pull the trigger on the trade, because I just I kind of feel like you know tackles are kind of at a premium. So if there's one on the market, someone's going to jump high enough to go make this happen. Um, you know, he's only he's only earning 1.1 million next year. Uh, it's the final year of his rookie contract. You know, so if it doesn't work out and he is a problem, then you can move on from it. You lost draft capital, and that's why you kind of want to be concerned on how high you jump. But, you know, at the same time, if he does well, now you're looking at paying him, but now you're looking at paying a guy that you know is, is kind of part, of part of your system and kind of fits the character and the culture that you're trying to build with your team. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. And he doesn't have, because he wasn't a first-round pick, that fifth-year guarantee that you would have to, uh, you know, give him this offseason without really getting to work with him on a day-in, day-out basis. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, let's quickly get into Carson Wentz. There was all these rumors flying around uh, av- as we recorded, quite honestly, the Tuesday episode, uh, we 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 got off and, and we get we we got done and I was like I, I you know like what is this I'm seeing here like all Twitter was a buzz. Uh, what happened was is some guy who claims to be some sort of insider. I've never heard of him. I've never seen him. Never uh, again dealt with him at all. Uh, named Vin Fosh, but wow. he claims to like have all these breaking news stories, whatever. And he's running around with all sorts of weird details saying there was a scheduled call uh, at eight o'clock last night between the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles that the uh, Washington Indianapolis were the last two in uh, the pursuit of Carson Wentz uh, and, and that there was no news to report last night, but the two sides would meet again, all this stuff. Uh, JP Finley uh, from 1067, the fan now, uh, my colleague at Entercom radio uh, and as well, NBC sports, Washington, uh, immediately got a source saying, look, uh, not us. Now, unless that source is lying to him uh, mm-hmm. to cover up their interest, I- I'll believe JP before I believe some, uh, you know, nine to five ham and egger uh, that I don't even know. Uh, what do you make of potentially, David, potentially going for a guy like Carson Wentz if you're the Washington football team? You know, this is, this is interesting because this is where you find out what kind of the kind of person uh, that you are as far as an evaluator, because it's not all about talent. And uh, you go back to the press conference with with the three, the three, the brain trust of, of the Washington football team. And what did they talk about as far as quarterback? It's not just about arm talent, not just about athletic ability. It's about the mentality. It's about the leadership. And for me, uh, as, as soon as we found out that Carson Wentz demanded a ticket out of Philly because he got benched for Jalen Hurts, to me, you were no longer a franchise quarterback. And that is, for, for me personally, that is a death sentence. If I'm running a football team, I do not want a quarterback on my roster who is going to come in to be the expected starting quarterback or at least the highest paid quarterback on my roster 
who the second he is not in charge of the situation no longer wants to be a team player because you are the quarterback. And quarterback has a different set of rules than everybody else does. That's just kind of the way it is. You get a different set of glory. You also have a different set of rules. Nobody's ever going to talk about, you know, how many times or, you know, what Mike Evans' uh, win-loss record is. Nobody's going to care what Terry McLaurin's career win-loss record is. But when you go to the Hall of Fame discussions, you go to the Pro Bowls, you go through history, what does everybody talk about? The quarterbacks, wins and losses. That's why we say wins and losses aren't a quarterback stat, but you know something? They, they very much are in a lot of conversations. If you're going to be the leader of a team, you cannot do that. And for me, when Carson Wentz went to that direction, that uh, kind of soured me on Carson Wentz. And honestly, I wasn't really that high on him coming into the NFL with his style of play anyway. So that kind of, you know, is, is a contributing factor to that, of course. Ron Rivera is, is, very, is known for having a sort of a militaristic mindset. Right. You know, this isn't an army. We're not going to legitimate war. So you, you have to be a little bit flexible on those types of things. But if his mindset is all like mine, which, again, I grew up in the army and spent 20 years in the army, that, that demonstration, that lack of leadership right there, uh, that's for me, that's a death sentence. Uh, I think that's a great point and a great analogy, obviously, you know, to what you experienced. And again, leadership and structure and all that. And remember, there was also that Philadelphia Inquirer, I think it was, a column maybe a year and a half, two years ago that really questioned his leadership uh, and all that. We'll have more time, obviously, we think, uh, to discuss Carson Wentz in the future and whether he's coming to Washington or where he's going uh, in the coming days. Uh, and if a trade happens, we'll react. Uh, guys, there's only one place that has you covered for all of your action, as they say, and one place that David and I trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Just because there's no more football doesn't mean there's no more action, right? There's futures, there's where certain guys are going to wind up. I know betonline.ag just released a whole bunch of new odds on where Carson Wentz and where um, uh, Deshaun Watson are, are going to wind up. You can bet on the NHL, the NBA, college hoops. Get in on the action now. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Midweek here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And after you're done listening to, the, to today's episode of this show, go check out Wednesday's episode at the Locked On NFL podcast as they take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are joined by, every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this season, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 NFL Draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get podcasts. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast, and we quickly wrap it up with this. David, yesterday uh, on, on Tuesday's episode, we went over a bunch of free agents 
that were from the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And by the way, again, David, in case you're not aware, co-host of the Locked On Bucks podcast as well, where they continue to celebrate a Super Bowl title and the future. And the future is clouded, quite honestly. So what I wanted to do here with you in our free agent focus segment is look at Chris Godwin more in detail. We touched on him briefly on the last episode. Pro Football Focus lists him as the number two free agent available in the National Football League behind Dak Prescott. Now that can be argued and debated, uh, but I'll throw this out at you and I'm really curious to see your reaction. They projected a contract with that ranking and with that rating of five years and 22 million on average per year using overthecap.com and their contract uh, models and statistics mm-hmm. and projections, 65 million guaranteed, $110 million total. I would imagine that would be way too rich for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as good as he is. Do you think that he's going to get a contract totaling 20 plus million dollars? Uh, I don't think it's going to be 20 plus million dollars. I think you're, you're probably three to four million dollars over over the the max uh, max ability the buccaneers are going to have and and yeah that's that's the reason it's hard to to make a run in this today's nfl and that's the reason it's hard to build a dynasty like the kansas city chiefs were we're so hoping to kind of uh stake claim to this year by winning a second super bowl back to back um you got to pay people and you know and we had this conversation pertaining to uh the buccaneers left tackle donovan smith there's been a lot of people who've been up and down about him over his career and a lot of talk during the season that this offseason, the Buccaneers would probably ask him to take a pay cut. Well, guess what? Now he is a Super Bowl winning left tackle in the National Football League. Good luck getting a pay cut from that guy. Uh, what's going to help is the fact that Mike Evans has already agreed to take a pay cut. He's already went to the Buc- gone to the Buccaneers, according to Bruce Arians, and said, uh, take some of my money and let's put it somewhere else and let's keep this thing together. That is going to help situations like the one with Chris Godwin. And when you have uh, a team captain in Mike Evans who's making those types of decisions, you know, Tom Brady is notorious, you know, notorious famous for, you know, well, it's, it's, he's famous for a good reason for, for also taking pay cuts and readjusting his own contract to allow his teams to resign people or bringing key free agents. Um, you can see Ryan Jensen doing a little bit of that. Don Smith may still actually do a little bit of that just to keep the band together, so to speak. Um, the predominant feeling is Chris Godwin's not going anywhere, to be honest with you. Um, nobody believes that the Buccaneers are going to let him out of the building, but if he does hit the open market, for any team out there that's got cap space and the Washington football team is projected to have around $40 million in cap space before they move any money around. Uh, he's definitely worth the signing. Uh, he plays predominantly out of the slot. He gets a lot of snaps out of the slot. I know Terry McLaurin does as well, but I mean, having the ability from either of those guys to attack from the perimeter in the slot, depending on what the matchup is, move them around in motion, pre-snap, do all those, those kinds of things. Uh, those two would be a very entertaining combination to watch. Um, honestly, Chris Godwin's from Delaware. His family's originally from Philly. So if he leaves Tampa, there might be a little bit of an affinity for him to go home. Mm. Uh, but if, well, if well, Washington, Delaware's, Delaware's not that far from that DC. is true. It's, it's the Joe same Biden region. Knows that route. <laughs> yeah, it's the same region. And I am not necessarily saying that his family yeah. has like Eagles fandom in their blood or anything, right. but, uh, he did go to Penn state. So, I mean, there are, there are some dots to connect there, but I mean, if you're looking for a team, to get paid with and that has you know an, uh, an upward traje- trajectory even with the quarterback questions uh washington football team is more attractive in that light than the philadelphia eagles currently in how about formation. this 
two of the top free agents available and you want to throw Kenny Galladay in there as number mm-hmm. three or one, or, you know, maybe you, you, you move them around, but you mentioned Godwin from Penn state. So is Allen Robinson, a yep. Penn state product. And both are certainly going to be in the mix. You would think actually yep. all three for the Washington football team. Just one quick thing on Godwin mm-hmm. uh, again, pro football focus ranked him as the number two uh, overall free agent, not wide receiver overall, which I think is probably a little rich, but a passer rating of 131.9 PFF says when targeted this year, an 80.2 receiving grade overall. And I know he had some dropsies in the postseason, mm-hmm. uh, but they had him as just four drops in his first three years. And like you said, yeah. you can move him in and around. Uh, McLaurin played the outside mostly in his rookie year and was inside a lot more this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, part of that was by design to expand his route tree uh, and, and, and make it tougher on matchups. But with Steven Sims kind of taking a back seat uh, and really struggling, Washington could definitely use a major upgrade inside. And then again, if you can put Godwin outside when you move McLaurin inside, you know, then that gives defenses a lot to do yeah. with. And you spend a second or third round draft pick on another young receiver and suddenly, suddenly you got a you got a vehicle any quarterback would want to draft. No doubt about it. All right, so that's our free agent focus for today. We'll be doing a bunch of those uh, as we go through. Don't, we also have free agent Friday, uh, a free agent Friday frenzy, which we will have coming up later on this week. So looking forward to that. We'll bring you the latest Washington football team news each and every day. We will stay on top of the rumors, guys. This episode was brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings. And they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique, limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. David, anything to say before we get on out of here? Uh, No, I think we pretty well covered all the topics for today's episode. All right. For David Harrison, again, you can follow him on Twitter at DHarrison82. And you can listen to him on the Locked on Bucks podcast with James Yarko as they continue to celebrate a Super Bowl champion. For David, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to downloading. Uh, thanks for downloading us, I should say. Thanks to our sponsors, 1010, uh, Rock Auto, uh, and as well, um, betonline.ag. Thanks to you for being with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.